0: All right, check this out. Call it luck or call it fate.
1: Uh, that, that's right. But this guy Ota Binga How many guys heard of that guy? Probably nobody, but you should listen to this. Ota Binga, he was an African pygmy, and uh, he had just narrowly escaped True story by the way. He had just narrowly escaped the massacre of his whole village by a group of thugs working for the Belgium government uh, But soon his luck would run out because after they murdered his wife and children and mutilated their bodies uh, these thugs captured Oda and sold him into slavery. The year was 1904. I thought it was done after the civil. War. No, still going on. And, and from there, Oda was shipped and displayed in the anthropology wing in 1904 St. Louis World's Fair as evidence for, guess what? Evolution, they actually did this. Can you believe this? You see, the organizers wanted to draw an evolutionary distinction between the darkest blacks and the dominant whites, showing that they were actually a lower race of people. Ooh, they don't show that on the news, do they? Uh, continues on. And then if that wasn't bad enough, after the World's Fair, uh, Ota was sent to the Bronx Zoo uh, thanks to a Dr. William Hornaday. And the reason why is because he believed there was no apparent difference between a wild beast and this little black man named Ota. So they built him an exhibit in the zoo to live in. And then he was given a parrot and an orangutan as cage mates to keep him company. And they told him to spend as much time as he wanted inside the monkey house. Uh, in fact, they even gave him a bow and arrow and told him to shoot it as a part of the exhibit. Uh, but in time, Otabinga began to hate being the object of evolutionary curiosity. Nearly every man, woman, and child made a beeline for the monkey house to see this wild man from Africa. And here they not only jeered and yelled at him, but they poked at him in the ribs. They tripped him just so everybody could laugh and make fun of him. And uh, so in 1916 after growing homesick and in despair Otabinga borrowed a revolver shot himself in the heart and ended his life as well as his nightmare with evolutionary teaching That really happened. Okay. How many guys have ever again heard of that like nobody, right? Okay, that really happened as a byproduct of evolutionary teachings. Why don't you put that on the history channel? You dig up all kinds of stuff once you tell of the horrible side effects of evolution and what it entails but according to this as you can see this is one of the reasons why evolution is not only bankrupt but it is a dangerous theory evolution when you look at it and what people do with this mindset is it actually helps to produce racism how many guys say that was a little bit racist of those people to capture that guy in the 1900s put him in a cage and say he's evidence for evolution and he's proof that the whites are more dominant that really happened okay Now believe it or not it is starting to finally come out as this dark history of evolution and people reporting that this really happened folks. Let's take a look at this video.
0: Evolutionists looking for imaginary half-ape, half-human fossils did not regard backing their theory up with fake fossils alone as at all adequate. They also imagined that they might be able to find living specimens of the evidence they needed in various parts of the world. The result of the frantic endeavors evolutionists made in order to find living proof of evolution once more unmasked the fanatical devotion they felt for their theory. Evolutionists would stop at nothing in order to find evidence, but their next move was to be far more barbaric than those that had gone before. The barbarity committed by an evolutionist researcher by the name of Samuel Werner in 1904 came about as the result of his search for living evidence in the Congo. Werner captured an African pygmy known as Ota Benga, a married man and father of two children whom he depicted as evidence that human beings had evolved from apes. Despite being a human being, Ota Benga was chained like an animal, kept in a cage and taken to America. On his arrival in America, Ota Benga was put on display in a cage with various species of ape at the St. Louis World Fair. Ota Benga depicted as if the closest intermediate form to man was transferred to the Bronx Zoo in New York two years later. There he was put on display as the so-called ancestor of man alongside a gorilla called Dina and an orangutan known as Duhang. evolutionist publications immediately began carrying articles about Otabanga thousands of people flooded to the zoo to get sight of Otabanga who was treated savagely just like an ordinary animal the director of the zoo the evolutionist Dr. William T Hornaday Made a number of speeches describing his pride at having a supposed intermediate form in his zoo. Otabenga eventually killed himself. This event is significant in revealing the irrational and unconscionable practices that Darwinists might resort to in order to pursue the lie of evolution.
1: Not to mention, over the last several weeks, all the falsified pictures. Hey, Mary, give it up, Mary Wagner's in the house. Woo! Yeah! But, uh, can you believe they actually resorted to that for their supposed proof of evolution? Drug that guy to Africa, put him in a zoo here in America, okay. But again, that's what the tip of the iceberg. If you've been with our other studies, they do the same thing. This is their evidence, this is their evidence. Falsified pictures, this kind of stuff going on. Okay, doctored photos, fake bones, the whole thing. Folks, as we've been seeing folks, is not just a lie, it's a horrible lie. But it's a belief system that is extremely dangerous and it promotes racism. As we're going to see, it promotes murder. It promotes a modern-day Holocaust, and that's why we're going to continue in our study, the witness of creation. And what we're doing is we're taking a look at the different evidences of creation that God has given to us uh, to show us the good news. It's not just that He's real; it's that we really can have an intimate relationship with Him through Jesus Christ. Anybody glad about that? You might glad that you say, "Hey, God exists." Oh well, you're on your own no we can have a relationship with them okay and so far we saw the first way that he gives us this amazing evidence is the evidence of an intelligent creation or intelligent design we saw the second evidence was the evidence of a young creation we have not been here for millions and billions of years uh the biblical account is correct once again okay the third evidence we saw the last several times was the evidence of a special creation okay and what we've been seeing is the good news folks is that the bible says hey here's the reason why you can get out of bed that we have been created for a special purpose Uh, For a special relationship with a special God. Isn't that exciting? Okay, but the problem is evolution says the opposite they come in No, 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 no. Here's your marching orders. Here's what's going to help you become that productive citizen Here's the reason for living. You are nothing you came from nowhere and you have no future Yeah, Isn't that motivational? That's what evolution teaches folks. There's no reason for life. Okay, there's no reason for existence. There's no purpose There's no value and what we saw is that logically, what you behave determines, uh, what you believe determines how you behave. It's not just a hopeless belief, but what we've been seeing is it's all based on hoaxes. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was true and we were forced to go into this, but it's not. It's a bunch of baloney. And so last time we saw uh, the next thing that they say, oh no, we have proof for evolution uh, was natural selection. And we took a look at that, not just the biblical account, okay, but we took a look at their evidence supposedly for that thing. We saw it's got some serious problems. With natural selection the process doesn't work the examples don't work what a bunch of lies that was remember that peppered moth excuse me you glued him to a tree you liar okay uh and uh amongst other things uh the examples don't work the quotes don't work and the belief doesn't work as we saw it was evolution he even admitted it hitler that he used to justify the holocaust okay because that was his master race the Aryan race and everybody else was sub race that's an evolutionary mindset as we're going to see again tonight Uh, Believe it or not. It was that evolutionary mindset that was indoctrinated into the schools of uh, Germany that began to give rise uh, to Hitler's behavior. Okay, but we're not quite there yet But anyway, but you might be thinking okay So maybe this supposed evolution of people animals what have you uh, With natural selection as the process is a bunch of baloney. It doesn't work. Okay, but what about that one that we all got brainwashed with in biology class? You know that they say oh, no, this is how it all happens and that was the teaching of embryology You guys remember that? all four of you uh, who paid attention to biology class okay and believe it or not it's still taught today and that basic premise is this and this oh no this is this is how we know we've evolved over the supposed uh, uh, embryology and we go through these various stages where we we trace in our embryonic forms our evolutionary past and all these similarities you see in these different embryos of people and animals and things of that nature proves that we had a common ancestor we all started from a single cell blob right and so again the question is well it's one thing for you to teach that okay it's one thing to have you printed that with doctored photos in the textbook but is it true is embryology true no okay but uh before we get to that let's once again uh, once again get reacquainted with the biblical answer for where life came from okay uh and let's look at both sides okay so open your bibles to isaiah 44. let's take a look and see where we came from okay Isaiah 44. It's open there. Isaiah, of course, was written by... Isaiah, you guys are on the ball. Isaiah 44. We're going to look at verses 21 through 24. Let's take a look here. And uh, we're going to see where do we come from? Was it purely by chance, some blob of goo that decided to get struck by lightning and went from there? Uh, or was there a little bit more involvement uh, from somebody, namely God? Okay, let's take a look. Isaiah 44, uh, verse 21. When you get there, say, mu. Moo. Mm. There's a demon in the house. Lay hands on it. Whatever is going on there. uh, Verse 21 says this. Now, God's speaking, of course. And he says this. Remember these things, O Jacob, for you are my servant, O Israel. Uh, Who has made you? God's speaking here. Who's made them? I. God says, I have made you. You are my servant. O Israel, I will not forget you. I have swept away your offensive like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Sing for joy, O heavens, for the Lord has done this. Shout aloud, o, uh, o earth beneath. Burst into song, you mountains, you forest, and all you trees, for the Lord has redeemed Jacob. He displays his glory in Israel. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer. Who what? Formed you where? in the womb you know in the embryonic stage if you will who formed us in the womb god it was an act of god he clearly says right here he says i am the lord who has made how many things all things plants animals the whole thing i have made all things god says who alone stretched out the heavens who spread out the earth by who? myself now notice he did not say who stretched out the heavens and made all things by millions and billions of years through mis- mutations and misfits and experimentation i finally got it right he didn't say that it's called theistic evolution we saw before that's a lie okay god doesn't you know he gets things right the first time he's god okay but he said i made it by myself okay so once again the bible is clear god is not only the one who made the heavens and the earth but he is the one specifically who is responsible for our birth right See, this is great news. And this is why I say this is, a, this is special news. This is awesome news. You know, think of our, our messed up world, and you got kids out there who uh, uh, they don't even think that they were, uh, you know, they, even, their parents might even say that, as, if you can believe that. Or, or maybe they don't know who their parents are. But they have this mentality that they were an accident. And maybe people tell them that. But that's not what God says. No child is an accident. Uh, Every child is a gift from God. Every child is a gift from God. That's awesome. Great news Okay, and and that's what the Bible says, but the problem is what does evolution say? Do they say that God is the one who made us and uh, And there's the great news that you got a purpose and value in life And he knew you even while you were in the womb. He's the one who put you there, right? No, that's not what it says They say no, it's purely by chance in this embryonic goo and there's no reason or value to your existence Okay, so therefore we saw step one if we're going to be discerning We're not just disagreeing with evolution because the Bible says something. We're gonna go and take a look at this thing called embryology, okay? We looked at the biblical account. Now let's take a look at this embryology thing that they wanna say is their justification and proof for evolution. And we're gonna see how it's supposed to work. Now, key word there, Tom, is supposed to work, okay? But let's take a look uh, at that, how it's supposed to work, okay? Now, the idea of embryology, or the big word, is ontogeny recapitulates phylogeny. And you have to say it like that. And because it's big and hard to sound, it must be true. Yeah, that's usually what it goes by. Uh, it began to the work in the 1800s with this guy here, a German evolutionist named Ernst Haeckel. Now as you can tell, he never fed his dog Sparky there. Poor little guy. Okay, that's not a dog, it's a monkey. and I don't know if he fed it. But anyway, so, but this guy, he's the one that started this, okay? Back in the 1800s, okay? He said that as a fertilized egg develops uh, to form an embryo, it actually repeats. It's evolutionary history, you know, back in the original primordial goo, right? So Hegel eventually examined, here's some pictures here, and drew pictures of fish, frogs, chicken, pigs, and human embryos side by side. You see right there. Are you starting to now picture the embryology thing in textbooks? Because it's still there today, but it's a bunch of baloney. We'll get to that in a second. So he did it side by side, and he says, well, see, right there, there's a remarkable similarity between their stages of development. Look at all those similarities. Therefore, he said it was these supposed similarities that provided a silent moving picture, if you will, of our evolutionary past. So to help propagate his new religion, Hegel drew enormous backdrops of his pictures of his embryos and toured from city to city. He didn't have PowerPoint or video clip. That's what they did back in the day. So he toured from city to city over there in Germany to the point where, listen to this, it is blasphemous, to the point where it was called a sort of Darwinian passion play. So he took all those photos you can see there and he literally would go from place to place, town to town, and give his presentation of proof of evolution with these photos, these drawings of embryos, okay? Now, Charles Darwin believed it was Haeckel's enthusiasm that was the main reason for Germany's acceptance of evolution. Ooh, so this guy helped Hitler to get on the bandwagon to eventually produce a Holocaust, okay? It was this guy's work. Haeckel didn't stop there, I'm not making this up. He even came up with a new missing link, okay? And he called it the Pithycanthropus Allelus, or the Speechless Ape Man, is what that means. And uh, he even made an artist, uh, had an artist draw the imagined creatures. You can see there, and his supposed wife. Apparently, if you draw it, it must be true. Whatever. Okay, standard procedures we've been seeing the last several weeks with their proof of evolution. And now I'm not making this up. I didn't say this, but I have to report the facts. Later, a Dutch scientist concluded that since neither one of them could speak, it, quote, it must have been a happy marriage because his wife couldn't contradict him. Hey, I didn't say that, but I have to report the facts. Let's move on. And so much so is this idea of Haeckel's embryology accepted that we still see its influence today behind such things as Freudian psychology. It didn't just influence Hitler, it's been a major influence with Freudian psychology where Freud believed that in order to understand dysfunctional behavior, we need to understand our earlier stages of evolutionary development. Okay, so it had a big impact on him. By the way, we've seen before uh, Freud uh, was an atheist, uh, he was an evolutionist and he believed that the whole idea of God was made up by our forefathers just to cope with life later he met Carl Jung as we saw before and these are the pillars of secular psychology we've seen this before he met up with Carl Jung Freud also was a hypocrite because Carl Jung wanted to psychoanalyze him with his own teachings he says no you can't do that on me it's called a hypocrite in the south okay? uh, he also was uh, severely uh, addicted to nicotine and uh, that's what caused his death uh, as we saw before Carl Jung of course was into mysticism, uh, seances necromancy and he even admitted that uh, in times of trouble he carved a wooden ruler into a man, put it in a box, in times of trouble he talked to it, he called it mannequin and then he even admitted that his inspiration, Carl Jung, his inspiration came from a spirit guide who spoke to him as he walked he called it Philemon, it's the demon And and I'm supposed to listen to secular psychology over the Bible, excuse me but evolution, Haeckel's embryology had an influence uh, even in that arena. But that's in all. We also see in the beliefs of popular uh, child uh, specialist Dr. Spock. Now, not the guy with the funky ears and finger thing. Uh, it's a different guy. And uh, had a major influence on how you're supposed to raise kids. You know, you can't uh, spank them anymore, and you can't do all that stuff. And that's where this comes from. He said, quote, each child as he develops is retracing the whole history of mankind. Physically and spiritually, step by step. A baby starts off in the womb as a single tiny cell, uh, just the way it first appeared. Uh, the living first living thing appeared uh, in the ocean. Weeks later, he, as he lies in the amniotic fluid of the womb, he has gills like a fish. Have you ever been bit by a little kid? Those things are. But that's not what's going on. And then, just in case you doubt, that's right, folks. Uh, Is as recent as 1986, the Reader's Digest Book of What? Facts. Well, it must be true, right, Tom? Okay stated that haeckel's theory of embryology really is an established fact so again that's the question that's how it's supposed to work that's the justification that's who it's influenced in our society and around the world but the question is is it really true is embryology an established fact did the readers digest book of facts prove it no folks it's absolutely a bunch of baloney and that's what we're going to see and the reason why we know is because there's problems with the theory okay now go ahead and look at that get it out of your system because I'm going to show it Lord willing four times and I know that the whole time even right now as I speak you're not paying attention to me your eyes are glued to that nifty animation do I know you or what? okay (laughs) yeah it's cool it's happening but it's explosive okay and that's what we're going to see folks uh with this supposed theory uh it's explosive with lies the whole thing is a pack of lies this is one of the big they're all a bunch of lies but this one takes the cake okay first of all you got the chicken sack problem okay now, right there tells you that there's something evil's going on, right? Sarah in the back? Yeah, you know true. Yeah, okay, I see you. Okay. Anyway, so chicken sack problem. I'm not making this up. Haeckel stated that the similarity, here's his justification for this, right? The similarity of the chicken or egg yolk sac in his diagrams of embryos was solid proof that they were all retracing their so-called evolutionary history past, right? Okay? And he felt that since each embryo had this same yolk sack that he called it. Uh, Well, they obviously must have had similar beginnings, right? Because they all get this sack-looking thing. Uh, Excuse me? Nothing could be further from the truth, folks, as we're going to see. First of all, a baby chicken is in a shell without connection to its mother, right? Therefore, its yolk sac is the source of nourishment until it hatches. Okay? Uh, So the so-called yolk sac in a baby human, though, serves a totally different purpose. Okay? First of all, since we weren't born in a shell, how many guys can verify that tonight? If you're not sure, call your mom later, okay, and she'll tell you. Okay, we weren't born in the shell, and we don't grow attached to our mothers. Uh, uh, We we do grow attached to our mothers, but we reserve our nourishment directly from them. That's the umbilical cord. Okay, so what's the sac thing? Well, our blood is made in our bones, but when we were embryos, we had no bones. Okay, so God gave us a tiny sac-like organ or a pouch uh, to make our blood for us. Otherwise, we'd die. That's what our sac is for. It's for our blood. It's not for nourishment. It has nothing to do with the other thing that is for a chicken completely totally different okay the only similarity of the so-called egg sac, according to Haeckel is the shape and its name that's it it doesn't even serve the same purpose it's ridiculous it's not a throwback to an earlier chicken stage and it has nothing to do with a similar evolutionary path okay but the another justification he wanted to say is oh no 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 in these embryos we all see a tail right and this is what he said he said because he sees the similar tail structures in the embryos This is further proof that there's a similar evolutionary past, okay? Now it is true that animals uh, uh, do grow on to, yeah, see, you like his hairdo? Anyway, not chicken, no. It works, doesn't it? Anyway, so so it's true that animals go on to develop a tail, right? Your dog, cat, out of this embryonic stage, okay, but he's a liar. The part that he identified as a tail in humans is actually our backbone. It's not a tail, he's lying. The only reason why it looks like a tail is because at this stage of our development our spines are longer than our bodies because it grows before our legs do okay and therefore it sticks out looking like a so-called tail but it has nothing to do with the tail it's our backbone you lied again okay there's no similarity uh, that's going on it's not a throwback to an animal stage it has nothing to do with a similar evolutionary past okay let me give you another one the gill slip problem was another one he said oh no this is proof they're all together from the same source he said that he saw these gill slits are literally fish gills in his embryos and this was proof once again of a similar evolutionary past uh not at all okay now yes in a fish these gill slits do develop into fully functional gills that breathe and extract oxygen out of the water okay theirs turn into that okay here's the problem in humans it has nothing to do with fish gills let alone with breathing These things that he described, okay? Instead, scientists now know that these so-called gill slits, as he called them, are actually folds of skin. That's all they are. That later develop into the middle ear canals, the parathyroids, and the thymus gland. As one guy puts it, he quote, they're nothing uh, but little folds of skin in humans and have nothing to do with breathing. Okay? And he said, for instance, he said, I've seen overweight people with five or six chins, and they can't breathe out any of them but the top one. He said it. I didn't but I have to report the facts, okay? Uh, Is the case, therefore these gill slits are not a throwback to a fish stage, hello, and once again it has nothing to do with a so-called similar evolutionary path, okay? Now that's the basis that he said, oh no, this is proof, okay? I saw this chicken sack thing, this tail thing, and these gill slit things, and it all proves that we all came from the same kind of goo. You examine it, we're not just disagreeing it because the Bible says something different. We took a look at your evidence, And we took a look at the medical evidence of what we now know they really are. And how many guys would say, once again, we've been lied to? Okay, big time. And I'm telling you folks, that's the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg on this lie uh, called uh, embryology, okay? We're gonna take a look at the second problem we have it, and there's problems with the evidence. Now go ahead, Tom, stare at that for a little bit. I'll give you some time. Roll with it, it's exciting, it's cool. It's like, oh wow, there it goes again. It just keeps looping. Do it again, do it. No, we're gonna move on i got a lot to cover, okay? Uh, There's a problem with the evidence. We're going to take a look at the evidence, folks, and you tell me if, once again, we're not being lied to, okay? First of all, there's the picture problem. Remember, he went around with all these pictures, right? And so, hey, it's on a picture. The guy brought these into our town on these nifty slides. They've got to be true. Amazing, folks. This is all the best they got. The only problem with all those pictures and diagrams and the embryos that Haeckel used to prove his theory, remember, this is what influenced The german people which influenced the holocaust the pictures were fakes total fakes total lies folks as it turns out haeckel was an accomplished artist as well as an inanimate okay therefore he faked the drawings to make his theory appear true anybody starting to see a pattern every single week when we look at the mechanisms of how evolution is supposed to work even though we ignore all the evidence for intelligent design, we play a little game and give you all the millions and millions of years, let's take a look at how it's supposed to work. Every single one is based on what? Lies, every one of them. As we saw before, if all you got is lies to support your theory, what's a logical response? Get a new theory, okay? But he faked every one of those drawings. And believe it or not, his phony pictures, listen to this, and data were exposed as frauds as early as how long ago have they known this was a lie? 1874. For those of you hooked on math, how long has that been? 140 years. That's right. Come get your gum later. I'll give it to you, Aaron. Okay. Uh, excuse me. 140 years ago, this was exposed to lie. Why do you still have it in textbooks today? Uh, not 40 years. Not even 100 years. 140 years ago, it was a lie, and you still have it today. For instance, let me give you some examples of how bad he doctored this stuff up. At the top uh, is Haeckel's phony drawings of a dog and a human embryo. <gasps> Look, they're, they're similar backgrounds. Evolution. Okay, at the bu- uh, this is in his book, The History of uh, Creation. However, below are the original drawings of a dog and human embryo. Notice a little bit of a difference there. Okay, the guy totally lied. Okay, let me give you another example to show you how much he manipulated the facts. Here's a picture of Haeckel's drawing on the top. Okay, now the actual embryos are on the bottom. Notice a little bit of difference there? Excuse me, but did, did, sand, did a sandstorm come up and, 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 and get in your eye uh, on that second one? Because it's really different. <laughs> With bloated looking... What? guy's a liar, folks. is what's going on here, okay? They're not only severely different, but Haeckel obviously altered them to get the desired results, okay? Now, here's the conviction problem, not just the picture problem, but folks, again, it was, was as exposed as a lie back in 1874, but he himself... Was convicted of this fraud by his own university it's on record this is how bad this is at Jinnah, the university where he taught he was charged with fraud by five professors and convicted by the university court okay and as a result haeckel was considered a disgrace for the remainder of his career but even after clearly being guilty he was clearly convicted of this fraud he was basically you're out right listen to what he said He not only blamed other people for his lying behavior, but listen to his quote. This is chilling. He goes, quote, Other evolutionists have committed similar offenses back in 1874. What else are you lying about? Right? I got caught. They didn't. Can you believe that? Then there's the fraud problem. Believe it or not, in spite that this was proven wrong back as 140 years ago, folks, they're still used in biology textbooks today. Let me give you a couple examples. Here's the actual picture supporting Hegel's theory from a textbook called Biology 6th Edition, 2004, by Raven and Johnson. Proven a lie 140 years ago, still taught in textbooks today as evidence for evolution. You've got to be kidding me. Now, either the authors are ignorant of the truth or they're deliberately lying to promote the religion of evolution. There is no other way around this, book. Okay, in fact embryologist Michael Richardson in science magazine said quote he admitted it's still in textbooks today even though it's a lie. Sadly. It is the discredited 1874 drawings that are used in so many British and American textbooks uh, biology textbooks Therefore believe it or not it still continues on today I bet you if you go look around in the secular school system here in Las Vegas Guess what you're gonna find in some biology textbooks today? This baloney as evidence of evolution, even though it was proven wrong, a lie, a fraud, a hundred and forty years ago. Can you believe that? That's the best you got. And remember, what is the what is the modus operandi? Every time when you and I, as a Christian, say, "Hey, well, no, no, wait a second, I don't think this is true. What is the premise against us? Oh, you're being unscientific. You guys are anti-intellectual. At least we have the ability to think on our own. Your brain won't. Wa- What? Okay. Yours is all based on lies. Okay. But again, uh, that's still uh, the tip of the iceberg. Okay. Uh, Believe it or not, there are some evolutionists in their own camp who admit that this stuff is completely bankrupt. Okay. And let's take a look at some of their quotes with that uh, as well. Okay. And the first one is a big evolutionist. His name is Stephen Jay Gould. You guys know him? Big, huge, massive evolutionist. And here's what he said about embryology. He said, Hegel had exaggerated the similarities between embryos of different species. And his drawings never fooled expert embryologists who recognized his what? Fudgings, what? can we translate that code word? Lie. They recognized, even in their own camp, they recognized his lie right from the start. Hegel's drawings, despite their noted inaccuracies, entered into the most impenetrable and permanent of all quasi-scientific literatures. where to go? Standard student textbooks of biology. Can you believe that? We do, I think he says, have the right to be both astonished and ashamed by the century of mindless recycling that has led to the persistence of these drawings in a large number, if not a majority of modern textbooks. So they even admit that it's shameful behavior. A zoologist, this guy from Basel University, he said that his drawings, Hegel's drawings were quote, a sin against scientific truthfulness. Now again, if you and I object to this by and large, We're the ones who are like being belligerent But even in their own camp, they says when you deal with the facts This is a sin against science. This is so not scientists that they call it a sin If you can believe that, okay, dr. Michael Richardson, he's at st. George Medical School in London He said this is one of the worst cases of what? Scientific fraud It's shocking to find that somebody once thought of as a great scientist was deliberately misleading. It makes me angry what Hegel did was to take a human embryo and copy it, pretending that the salamander and the pig and all the others look the same at the same stage of development. They don't. These are what? Thanks. They admit it, okay? Let me give you a couple more here. This guy, Arthur Keith, he stated, now the appearance of, of the embryo at all stages is known, okay? So we know it now. We don't have to rely on artist rendition, okay? So we know. He says the general feeling is one of what? Disappointment. The human embryo at no stage is anthropoid in appearance the embryo of the mammal never resembles the worm the fish or the reptile embryology provides no support whatsoever for the evolutionary hypothesis so i'm kind of coming to this conclusion i think it's logical i don't think it's anti-intellectual how many guys would say if even the evolutionists admit that Haeckel's drawings are a fake a fraud and a sin against science that this stuff is a bunch of baloney absolutely folks this is how bankrupt uh it is but that's still not all the fourth reason why we know this is a lie is because like with all the other lies of evolution there's problems with the belief okay because again what you believe determines how you behave and if you believe in the live embryology it actually leads to another holocaust now, let me let me share that with you at the beginning of the study tonight we shared the story of how evolution uh gave the justification for the horrible treatment of otabinga right where they hijacked him from africa put him in a zoo as proof of evolution in the 1900s right evolution gave rise to that racist behavior now the lie of, of embryology is not just being used in textbooks today but it's given rise to another holocaust a modern holocaust called abortion and those who believe in abortion murdering of a child because that's what it is now we talk about hitler and his holocaust on the jewish people six million and rightly so but there is a modern holocaust that is blowing what he did away it's called abortion murdering of children now those in that camp use the lie of embryology to justify that belief system. With statements like this, this all comes from embryology, evolution embryology. They say, oh, quote, we are not cutting up a baby. Listen, it's just a fish or a jellyfish. It's not human. It's just a tissue, like a kind of parasite or segmented worm. Evolution And the lie of embryology is what people use to justify, that's not a child that I'm cutting up. It's just a segmented worm. Because we all know we started out as a worm from our evolutionary past. I mean, haven't you seen Hegel's, do you see what I'm going with that? This is not just a lie. This lie is being used to create another modern holocaust. And let me show you just how deadly this holocaust has become all based on a lie. Okay, let's take a look at some facts on abortion. 48% of all pregnancies among American women are unintended. But are they, is that what God says though? You may not have planned on it, but who did? God, so there's no reason to kill your child. Excuse me, trust God. And if you didn't want to take care of it, then you need to let it go to full term. And there's a whole bunch of parents out there. My family was one of them, who's adopted two kids. They'd love to take care of those children. Okay, there's no reason to ever kill your child. Excuse me. And one half of these potential children are killed by abortion. Wow. Each year, two out of every 100 women ages 15 to 44 have an abortion. 47% of them had already had at least one prior abortion. Now, we talked about this as interns a couple nights ago when it comes to this issue of abortion. You need to change the terminology to correct terminology. Don't use their terminology. They want to say, well, excuse me, are you uh, uh, anti-abortion? Yes, I am anti-murdering of children. See, abortion takes away the sting, doesn't it? You mean to tell me that uh, 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 you think you have a problem with uh, me getting rid of that fetus? Yes, I have a problem with you killing that baby. See, they use fetus instead of baby because it doesn't sting, right? So let's reread this with really what's going on. Each year, two out of every 100 women ages 15 to 44 kill a child. 47% of those ladies have already killed a child before that. That stings more, doesn't it? But that's the truth. Oh, by the way, uh, that's Anna Rosa. She survived an abortion. Her arm was chopped off, but she survived. This is really what's going on. Now again, evolution is the justification for that. How could you do this heinous holocaust on the unborn, on children? Because it's not a child, it's a fetus. It's a segmented worm. And it's all based on a lie. Let's continue on. An estimated 43% of women will have had at least one abortion by the time they're 45 years old. Let's translate that again. An estimated 43% of women will kill one child by the time they're 45 years old you wonder why the wrath of God is coming. Not for one, not for two, not for three, not for four, but for seven years nonstop. And that's just one sin. Murdering children. During the Revolutionary War, let's put it in perspective. During the Revolutionary War, 25,000 Americans died. During the Civil War, nearly 500,000 people died. During World War I, over 100,000 people died. During World War II, over 400,000 people died. And in both the Korean and Vietnam Wars, about 113 1,000 people died. However, since 1973, the war on children, we have now murdered 57 million babies in America alone. Hitler, 6 million Jews, 57 million babies in the United States. Just since 1973. I just checked the stats this week, and this is the worldwide one. Since 1980, not 73, since 1980... We have now murdered 1.344 billion children around the planet. And you really think God's being mean in his wrath in the seven-year tribulation. That's just one sin that we know about. What about everything else that goes on? He sees it all. Excuse me. That's how wicked it's getting. And it's all based on this lie called evolution and embryology. And now it's produced one of the most vicious, murderous societies here in America that we have ever seen. I'm going to share with you as we close. <clears throat> this just came out. This is an expose on Planned Parenthood. This lie of evolution is turning people into the most murderous generation ever in the history of our nation. Watch this. <laughs> Look at what we
0: represent right now! Abortion on demand and without apology! I'm so glad to be a featured doctor and I, I will perform abortions and I'll be proud of it. There is no shame in abortion.
1: I'm planning on being an abortion provider. I had an abortion a few weeks ago. My insurance actually covered it. Um... Our body, our choice. I agree. Rock on. <laughs> Abortion is healthcare. Unless you're unless you're going to start adopting all of these kids that are going to be born, I don't know what we're going to do. We don't have the the maintenance. The
0: government should sure fund for, for abortion. Yeah.
1: Want them to stop making decisions about my body with their Bibles. Keep your rosaries off my ovaries. It is not a baby. A baby is a fetus that has been born. A baby's gonna get in the way of the job that I need to get to pay off those loans. Uh, because we can't wait for tomorrow. Because if I get pregnant tomorrow, I want, <laughs> I want an abortion. So if I got pregnant today, I would abort the baby. I'm saying that. <laughs> And I, don't, I wouldn't feel bad about that. I want Planned Parenthood to be like Starbucks. I want a Planned Parenthood on every corner. W- where does that kind of society come from? It comes from now 50 years of removing this from our school system in America. The Bible and prayer. supplanting it with a lie called evolution. And it's now spawned there where our society is so wicked that we want to have a place on every corner where we can go and murder children. And it's all based on a lie called evolution and one of the biggest frauds ever that's been proven alive for 140 years called embryology. And we're the ones who are being anti-scientific and belligerent? I don't think so. I think it's time that people get reacquainted with the good news there is no accident God has a wonderful purpose for every single child every single child is a special creation from him and we wonder why the wrath of God is coming I'll close with this hey we can sit there and pray all day long oh God bless America but can I tell you something unless we stop the slaughter of millions upon millions upon millions of children in our country I say God's getting ready for judgment, folks. We need to get the truth out on this issue. You wonder why I'm preaching on evolution? Because it gives justification for all kinds of junk, just like this. And it's up to us as Christians to get the truth out. Amen. Okay. But you might be thinking, okay, well, supposed natural selection, and now embryology is a bunch of baloney, uh, as supposedly uh, creating this evolution. But they got a couple more out there, Tom. Uh, how many guys heard those things called vestigial organs? They're awesome, because you got, you got, after a while, your hands start to get cramped. No, not that kind of organ. Uh, vestigial organ, the mutations, all about mutations. We all know that mutations produce evolution and, and that thing called punctuated equilibrium. That's a huge, big word. It's got to work. No, it doesn't. Okay, more we'll get to that next week. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get Life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question.